the Pastor's Heart. I'm Dominic Steele and today, Best Practice Mother's Day. We're going to be thinking theologically, historically and pragmatically about how to do Mother's Day really well. Our guests are Philip Jensen and Kate Stace. At our church last year, Mother's Day attendance was through the floor. It felt at that time we were recovering well from the COVID shutdowns and Easter had gone okay. And then we got to Mother's Day and it seemed everyone was away. Down we went kaboom. Um, On the Facebook thread I was in, uh, a lot of other ministers said the same thing. Sunday mornings down 40%, Sunday evening down 25%. I mean, it had been really busy. I've got lots of excuses, all sorts of change management issues, but I made a mental note Don't let Mother's Day creep up on you again next year. Because if you do the same thing next year, what we did last year, which was half-hearted and low-key on Mother's Day, then you've got no one to blame but yourself if you get the same low response next year. So... I'm open to something different, and I've invited some friends to come and help me think through this issue. And uh, we're joined by the Anglican Dean of Sydney, Philip Jensen, and now, or former Anglican Dean of Sydney, <laughs> and now Director of Two Ways Ministries, Philip Jensen, and Kate Stace, who was Administrator at Vine Church until, a, well, a week ago. Yeah, a couple of days ago. And now is on, appropriately, maternity leave. Yep. <laughs> um, Kate, congratulations, and can I start with you, and should I just accept that Mother's Day is going to be a low attendance Sunday? I think there's um, a couple of different ways that you can go. One is going um, the low-key route, kind of uh, maybe assuming that lots of people will be off with their families, um, lots of family lunches, family dinners, preventing people from coming to church, whether or not we want it to. Mm-hmm. Um, something that we have found worked really well at Vine Church is turning it into a mission Sunday. So... Um, We have some programs in place, we have some activities in place, and we found that that works really well. Um, Lots of people invite their mums or mums inviting their families. Um, We find attendance is actually quite high on Mother's Day with what we do. So we went down and you went up on Wine Church. Yes, although there are probably other Sundays where you guys rock and we're down. (laughs) Um, Philip, I remember you telling me when you were minister at St Andrew's Cathedral that Mother's Day was... I think you said your key evangelistic day in the year, if I remembered rightly. No, but that's all right. (laughs) But it certainly was one of them. Mm -hmm. That is, uh, with Mother's Day, uh, Kate's Kate's right. I think in many ways the church is ahead of uh, where we were at and the things that they do. But um, we worked out that if we did nothing, the numbers went down. Mm -hmm. But if we made Mother's Day a special thing, we actually saw numbers go up rather than down. Mm -hmm. And go up with uh, warm contacts for Christianity. Mm-hmm. That is, you say to the mothers and grandmothers, ah, why don't you inv- ask your children to uh, give you a present by coming to church and then taking you out to lunch? Mm-hmm. You know? Or you you say to the young people, why don't you say, uh, Mum, why don't we come to church and I'll take you to church? I'll take you out for lunch afterwards. Mm-hmm. And so we had the unbelieving mothers and the unbelieving children and grandchildren being brought along by the believers mm-hmm. and the mothers and the grandmothers. But I think uh, Vine Church actually knew what to do with it. They got there. We didn't do anything special. Right. But I think they, you know, but we certainly saw numbers go up significantly on Mother's Day with not just total outsiders like Christmas or Easter where the numbers went through the roof, but with warm contacts mm. of family, friends. Mm. Yeah. 
It's good. How does it play out morning versus evening and early morning versus late morning? Yeah, def- definitely early morning is more successful, we found. Um, so we have three congregations, um, 9, 15, 11 and 4.30. So we found 9, 15 tends to be the biggest one. But I guess similar to what Philip was saying, we'll um, encourage people to, to make church actually part of their Mother's Day celebration. So it's bring your mum along to church and then spoil her in Surrey Hills, take her out for lunch, Mm -hmm. kind of celebrate, Um, which I think works well to help people see church isn't something that you ditch on family occasions but actually can be part of it. Mm -hmm. And I think you you do get visitors who are much more likely to come back rather than a cold contact, Mm -hmm. um, who, of course, is still welcome. But, you know, it's great when you have an extended family there. The family gets to see what church is like. you know, you might have unbelieving kids and their partners coming along and you get the chance to kind of build a family network, I think. Mm. You were telling me, Kate, that you were opposed to Mother's Day. <laughs> you were the voice on the staff team saying, let's not do this. Yes. Um, why is that? Yeah, when, when I turned up at Vine Church, I think I was a little bit... Um, horrified <laughs> and I had to help organize it so that um <laughs> that made me doubly horrified doing something I didn't want to do um I think if churches can do something and it works really well um then I think that's a reason to keep going so I think I was won over because um the first year that we had that we did it we had heaps of visitors mm-hmm. um very positive experience. You know, we had um, a single mum come to church with her three-year-old. She hadn't been at church in 10 years and he was too little um, to organise her present, you know, still in preschool. Um, And she wrote to us afterwards and said, you know, this was the only Mother's Day celebration I got. And she ended up joining church um, and was with us for a number of years. Mm -hmm. And so I think I'm not necessarily an advocate for churches having to do something, um, but I think... If you've got a purpose behind what you're doing and it's working, then that's that's what won me over in the end. Mm. Let's Very talk reluctantly. But you did special things too. Yes. Didn't you? Yep. Yep. Tell us those. So we tend to have something um, that the mums can engage with, and we make it um, open so that grandmothers, stepmums, um, you know. Spiritual mums we also really want to honour. We have something that they can engage with. So we'll pray during the service. Um, We'll often have an interview, which isn't necessarily a nuclear family mum. So it could be interviewing a child about, um, you know, what their mum taught them growing up. Um, Mm -hmm. It could be interviewing um, maybe a panel with a kids' church leader talking about how they're kind of spiritual mother to the kids in church. Mm Um, and then we, we have a little gift, um, which is this year's spoiler alert, it's a box of tea. Um, so, I mean, you guys can't get one, but maybe the listeners can. Oh, you can send my wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The she right can come and tea, yeah. <laughs> Go to Vine Church exactly. on Mother's Day. So, yeah. so something really simple, which we set up on a table with a sign, mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't advocate for handing something out at the door or... Now, we just were having mm-hmm. a conversation just a few minutes ago, um, and it, a young lady um, told us the story of turning up at church and somebody uh, going to give her a flower and then said, oh, no, no, you're not a mum, and taking it back. Yes. And that being 
a devastating moment. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. I think, um, yeah, Mother's Day, I think, can be one of the most painful days of the year for people. And undoubtedly for people in our church, that will be the case. And so what we aim to do is to honour motherhood, but um, do it in a way that doesn't isolate people. So we have a, we had a photo booth last year, mm-hmm. but it was um, get a photo with your mum if she's here. If she's not here, get a nice photo of you to send to her or get a photo with your friends. So the youth group got photos Um we were kind of initiating group photos with people. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I never would have a moment, um, you know, stand up if you're a mum or something like that mm-hmm. in the service because I think there's just far too much happening for mm. people for that to go well. Do you mind telling us, because you did tell me on the phone, um, uh, you've had a journey with infertility and so an ambivalent personal attitude yes. towards Mother's Day. Are you prepared to share with us? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, so, I mean, lots of people in our churches will have a much more complicated journey than, than I had, but, um, yeah, it took us a lot longer than we expected to be able to have a baby um, who hopefully will arrive in a couple of weeks. <laughs> in time for Mother's Day. Exactly. That would be nice. Um, but I think there's plenty of people in churches um, like me who – you know, would love to be a mum or maybe had gone through miscarriages or, you know, people who are doing IVF. Um, that wasn't my case. But, you know, I have friends who will be waiting for IVF results in the next couple of weeks. Um, and so we do need to think about how they experience Mother's Day, um, not just how the nuclear family experiences Mother's Day. Because mm. you'll have single mums, you'll have stepmums. You might have people who are estranged from their kids, Um but, yeah, de- definitely I think for me during that period, Mother's Day was very difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the evangelistic fruit that we saw made it worth it for me. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, even, even if it was a bit of a tricky day. Mm. And the patch you're working in, Surrey mm. Hills, it should be, if I mean, if you, if you saw fruit in Surrey Hills, then out in, out in suburbia, it should be richer fruit, <laughs> one would hope. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. I mean, we 50% of our church is single. Uh, lots of people have moved to Sydney for work from interstate. So actually a lot of our church hasn't even seen their mums in the last couple of years because um, they were either from Queensland or Melbourne or overseas. Mm. Um, and so that, there's just a lot of emotional baggage rightly so that people have on Mother's Day. So I think it is important to create a space where that's welcome as well. Philip? Mm, well, I mean, as a photo booth, that kind of thing, you see, I think is just terrific. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I never did it. Uh, <laughs> but if I had the chance now of revisiting, that's the kind of thing. You, you turn the day into a big day, into mm-hmm. a big celebration. I think one of the, one of the ways of helping with the, the problem side. I mean, you've got to deal with the problem mm-hmm. side, the difficulties, the pains. And, and the pain's there because it's actually a good thing. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. That's what makes it so acutely painful because it's 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 creation. Mm. But one of the ways of dealing with it is to concentrate on everybody has a mother mm-hmm. or has had a mother. Mm. So that, yes, you don't give, a, you don't give the, 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 the flower to the mother and then... Especially you don't say, oh, oh, you're not a mother, you can't have one. Mm. I mean, that's just unbelievably awful. I heard another terrible story of a stepmum who, who turned up and she'd just become a stepmum and they, they said to her, oh, 
you really can have one oh, this no, year. No, 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 no. And, and it was you, just so hurtful. You give the yeah. flowers to everybody. The, the, the old tradition was that you gave the red flowers if the mother, your mother's alive and a white flower if your mother's dead. So the men were given flowers. The, right. the women, everyone's given. Because we're not concentrating on the mothers who are here. We're concentrating on thanking God for your mother. Mm-hmm. That includes everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Whether you're a single mum or not a single mum, you, you had a mum. Yeah. Mm. And you're thanking God for that mother. Mm. Uh, now, inevitably, you'll also be thinking about the mothers who are there right mm. now and, and the ones who would like to be and mm. can't be for various reasons. And so, yes, you've got to be sensitive to the problem side. But if you keep the focus on, you know, mm. you had a mother. Yeah. It's hard to believe, really, sometimes, but he had one too. <laughs> she's watching. Order. And she's a lovely lady, very patient and kind. Uh, you see, and so we, you know, we celebrate everybody's mother. Mm. Mm. Philip, the theology behind Mother's Day, do you, do you want to give us a riff on that? Yeah. Oh, sure. <laughs> um, creation is fundamental to Christian understanding. And when you come into Christ, you come back in connection with the Creator and you come back into connection with creation. So people who have moved away from God and from Christ, um, they deny the good things of creation. Like 1 Timothy 4 talks mm-hmm. about it in terms of denying marriage or denying foods that God mm-hmm. has created for us to enjoy. But once we've come back to the Creator, we come back to accepting creation. Because creation is a reality, uh, it's where we can actually connect with non-Christians, Christians and non-Christians, because whether you're a Christian or whether you're a non-Christian, you're here because you have a mother. Mm. <laughs> you're here because that's how we all got mm. here. And so it's, it's not a bridge you have to build. It's a bridge you already have, unless it's been distorted by weird teaching. Mm. It's, it's already there. And so it's something we can share theologically and personally with our community. But it also, because of our sinfulness, we all have, we can all thank God for mothers Mm -hmm. and our mothers in particular, but we also know that there are pains of reconciliation needed because of bad things we've said, mm-hmm. you know, the terrible teenage years when we treated our mother badly and the like, where well, we actually need to say sorry, we need to turn back, and where forgiveness can be a really important issue because mm-hmm. that which is so good is that which mm-hmm. is so painful. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. asking God for help, asking God for forgiveness, it's not a hard area in which to bring the gospel to bear. Mm-hmm. Um and then we all have the problem of how to be a good mother because today, as in every day, being a mother is really tough work. Mm-hmm. It's, oh, I shouldn't do it. It's a, it's a dream. It's a dream every I'll day. Call, I'll more. call you in a few weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No one works much harder in this world than young mothers. <laughs> and so to be praying for them and upholding them and their work and mm. ministries. Mm. So it's... It is a very easy area in which to naturally relate to the non-Christian world in a way that they can understand our Christian world. Mm. Because at this point, our Christian world is manifestly right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
and they can hear it and see it is right. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Now, we talked a minute ago about, you talked about the interviews that had been done mm. at, at Surrey Hills and, um, and I presume on your watch, Philip, the interviews mm. in the cathedral. Um, what about the preaching on Mother's Day? What's your insights there? Ah, oh, no, it's, I had 12 years in the cathedral. I ran Mother's Day every one of those 12 years and I never ran out of texts to preach on. So, but you did, you didn't stay in the sermon series or you did stay? No, in no, it was all, no, it was a special day. Right. Special day. Okay, give us a couple. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, the obvious ones start off in the in the Ten Commandments. You know, the Ten Commandments are very male oriented. Do not covet your neighbour's wife. It doesn't say do not covet your neighbour's husband. Mm-hmm. Right? Don't. But it doesn't say it. <laughs> not, but suddenly, yeah, honour your father and your mother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the inclusion of women at this point is such an important part of the process. And so what does it mean to honour your parents? What does it mean to honour your mother? I mean, there is an easy text to be preaching on mm-hmm. for that guy. Uh, Genesis 3.15 takes you back to the first example of the gospel with the woman's seed is going to be uh, crushing the serpent's head. Mm-hmm. And you go across to Galatians chapter 4, one of the characteristics of Jesus, he was born under a woman, under the law, in order to redeem those who are under the law. Mm-hmm. There's any numbers. Mary is a great one that we can pick on. Um, people say, you know, how blessed she must have been, and she must have been. Mm-hmm. Fancy. I mean, she was holding in her hands the saviour of the world. The saviour of the world. Yeah. And yet the Bible goes on to say, Jesus went on to say, yes, but blessed more are those who hear the word of God and, and do it. Mm. Right? I mean, there's any number of references. Can a... Uh, it's the Isaiah, isn't it, 49, about can a, a woman forget the baby she has born? Yet I will not forget you. I mean, there's nothing stronger, humanly speaking, than a mother's love for its baby. Mm-hmm. And yet even that can, under a circumstance, fail. Mm. But God's love will never fail us. Mm. I mean, there's any number of parts of the Bible to be preaching on. Go to philipjensen.com, look at my Mother's, <laughs> Mother's Day, Day sermons and <laughs> pinch one of them. <laughs> pinch whatever you like. I'm very happy for you to do it. <laughs> but I, I never found difficulty coming up with another one for the next year. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think I ever recycled. I don't mm. think I ever did a repeat. Because uh-huh. you were coming in, I went and looked, what are we doing on Mother's Day this year? And you can see, I, I said at the beginning, it's crept up on me. Yeah. And I've planned to preach on Romans in term two. And I've just looked to see what we've got down on the 8th of um, uh, May. And it's, um, well, we start thinking... Romans in the first half of Romans 1 in, on the 1st of May and the second half of Romans 1 on, on Mother's Day. So I've got to decide whether uh, or not to go. second half of Romans 1 on Mother's it's Day. It's probably not going to work. <laughs> towards the end, towards the end of Romans 1, doesn't it talk about hating their parents? Disobedience to parents, that's one. Yeah, but it'll just get lost in so many other issues. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just highlight that phrase. <laughs> yes. Um, history of Mother's Day. Oh, that's, it is a Christian celebration. That's, and, and so getting people to come to church on Mother's Day fits the history of Mother's Day. Uh, there's a fantastic mother, unbelievable mother in the late 19th century in America called Mrs. Jarvis, and she had a daughter. They're both called Anna. One's Anna Marie, the other's Anna Mari or something. Mm-hmm. Other, but they're both Anna Jarvis. 
And uh, Anna Jarvis say, Senior did incredible things for the community, as well as having 11 or 12 children. And in her Sunday school class, because she was a very keen Christian who was involved in planting churches, uh, in her Sunday school class, she said, you know, one day we should have a celebration for Mother's Day. And when she died in 1906 uh, or something like that, her daughter remembered that and said, we're going to do this. And so she set up in her church, Mother's Day, 1907, and uh, started spreading the news through the ministers, fraternals, and etc. as to what they were doing. And it took off all across America. In England, a, 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 a clergyman's daughter in England heard about what Anna Jarvis was doing and said, well, we don't need to do that because we've got Mothering Sunday. Mm -hmm. But Mothering Sunday, which is, I think, the second Sunday in Lent or something like that, whereas Mother's Day in America was the, it was the May, second Sunday mm -hmm. in May, uh, Mothering Sunday had kind of fallen into disuse. So this woman set up... Uh, to recapture and to resell mothers, wrote books, wrote plays, petitioned people, etc., to recreate Mother's Day or Mothering Sunday. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, when I grew up here in Australia, in Sydney, we, we were always a little bit conflicted about this because you went to church and there was Mothering Sunday, and then a month or so later, you'd have Mother's Day. Right. And it never yeah, guilt, but nearly everywhere I know now in Australia, certainly most Bible believing churches, they've ditched Mothering Sunday. Although I noticed it's uh, still the one in the UK, I think. Yes, yeah. Yeah. yes, the English are still doing it. Good on you, Pommies, you stick yeah. with your traditions. <laughs> but the world has actually gone with the American one. Mm -hmm. But it was all designed about thanking God for our mothers. And therefore, it was all designed about being in church mm -hmm. for Mother's Day. And it was Miss Jarvis who brought up the idea of, you know, the red flower and the white flower. And everybody used to celebrate, thank God, for their mothers. And you think about it, it's so right, isn't it? Mothers, mothers give us life. Mm -hmm. That's a, that is a terrific mm. thing to give, is life itself. Mm -hmm. And they risk their life in giving us life. Mm. <laughs> and they risk their health in mm. giving us life. And they give to us our physical needs as little babies, but also our psychological needs. The, the bonding of mother and little child in those early months is just fundamental to who we are as mm. people. <laughs> and it's why we have such a deep, emotional connection to mother. Mother's Day works better than Father's Day. Mm. Uh, Father's Day was also created by Christians, but we'll talk about that when it comes to Father's <laughs> Day. But Mother's Day was, you know, it works because we all do have a, a, a deep emotional connection or a very sad, broken connection mm. with mum. Mm. And that's why God's created us. It's now, wonderful. <laughs> let's just think, 2022 Mother's Day. What did you think when Philip talked about the red flower and the white flower for everyone? Because <laughs> in this modern era, I kind of went, oh, I don't know if I feel totally comfortable about that. Yeah, I guess it... <laughs> you, you, you're going for a box of tea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We've already done the shopping and yeah. stuff. <laughs> I think there's... there's um... 
something good good there about it, it's very universal, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's not um, you get one if if you're a biological mother only. Mm-hmm. It's it's much broader, which mm-hmm. um, I really like, and I think. Um, you know, I became a Christian out of a non-Christian family. Uh, mm-hmm. My sister did as well. And I think for us actually having an extended Christian family has been one of the biggest blessings of becoming a Christian mm-hmm. because you suddenly have a church full of extra aunts and uncles mm. and grandparents and, you know, older Christian figures in your life. Mm. And so I think there's something really good about that where, you know, you really get to appreciate that on Mother's Day. Mm. Um I don't know that many people with mums who've passed away mm. who would be happy to wear Have a, a different flower colour. Yeah. yeah. But what would you do, Philip, would, today? Well, it was know. the tradition. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And if you're in a context of traditionalism, yeah. then that's what's expected. Yeah. But if you're not in a context of so tradition, you think the, it's the, not a tradition. The box of tea is the way to go. Yeah. yeah. It's not, well, <laughs> or? I, I like, I don't know, I haven't got an alternative yet. I haven't thought it out. Chocolate. Uh, <laughs> but but something for something for people to remember their parents. I wouldn't go for the red and the white flower anymore. I'd just yeah. say, here's a flower for you to remember your mother. Yeah. Yeah, don't worry about it. But to be able to say to the men in the congregation, thank God for your mother. Yeah. <laughs> Not just look after your wife, you know, mm-hmm. is because... Gee, my mother was really important to me. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I, I know that. And it's nice to be able to pause and say, mm. well, God, you gave me that mother. And that was a great gift. That, you, that was one of the greatest gifts you've mm. ever given me. Mm. And to remember to thank God for our mothers. I don't need a flower to do that. Mm. But that it's the focus on the universal, I think, mm. is important. Mm. Right, because the problem in the box just for women, or so. Well, yeah, I mean, (laughs) to share with their men. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, the way that we do it is for mums, but we would set it up so that people can take it if they feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. And so some people will take it for their mum who's not with them, or you know, you'll you'll get some maybe husbands who have wives who aren't Christians who will take one home for their wife. Interesting, we realised last year actually a lot of the people serving on Mother's Day were mums, mm-hmm. which might, I think is probably quite a common thing in churches where often the mums are kind of the powerhouse of the church that mm. <laughs> is really motoring along and keeping things going. And, and we did, we, I mean, I'm talking to a few people in preparation for today. Some said for some Mother's Day is an experience of breakfast in bed, mm. but for some... It's just work, work, work and yeah. cooking the dinner and cooking yeah. the, yes. the lunch for extended family or whatever. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and they might get lunch cooked for them and then spend three hours having to clean up the mess yeah. <laughs> that got made. Having eaten something that really <laughs> wasn't as good. good. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming in and sharing with us. <laughs> My guests on The Pastor's Heart, Kate Stace, she's the Administrator on Maternity Leave at Vine Church in Surrey Hills, and Philip Jensen, who heads up Two Ways Ministry in Sydney. You've been with us on the pastor's heart and we will look forward to your company next Tuesday afternoon. Hey, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, we would love it if you could hop over to the Apple Podcasts app and give us a rating and review. That helps us in the rankings and lets other people discover the pastor's heart. And again, if you are able to help us out by being a financial partner, go to our Patreon link 
patreon.com slash the pastor's heart.